0: You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Cece Fierce.
1: And I'm Lextopia. In this episode, we discuss guilt and how it may be playing a part in your life, whether you're aware or unaware. Tune in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, how are you? How are you Hope you're doing well. I don't know if I expected an answer, but <laughs> I'm sure everybody was like, yeah! Um, so I'm gonna just act like that's
0: what happened. That is, I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. We appreciate y'all, that you know. It feels good know. that y'all are cheering us on. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, um what are we talking about today, Lux?
1: Nah, it does. <laughs> um so man, um I don't today we're talking about the the part that guilt can play in your life and um whether you know it or not guilt is actually an emotion and i think we talk about emotions um guilt isn't really one that sticks out or you know that you necessarily or for me i guess um you know it's not one of the top ones on the list that you think about you know like it's if especially for thinking negative um it's usually like sad angry frustrated disappointed things like that Mm -hmm. uh jealous but guilt can be something that is an underlying factor um, to a lot of what may be going on with you. And so it's just something um, that when I heard, I thought about it, I was like, oh, that is interesting because um, there's a lot of factors to it that you know, can cause you to look more of that lane instead of maybe some other places where you're looking to try to understand yourself or explore why you feel the way you feel about particular things. Mm-hmm. So um, we wanted to talk about, you know, guilt, what it is, how it can be affecting, affect how it can affect you um, and how to recognize if you're holding on to that or not and what to do about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because Whenever you say, I mean, whenever you just said like guilt is an emotion, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't think about it like that. But I, but in that context, it really is. Cause what's an emotion, just a feeling, right? Mm, Anything. A lot of things can yeah, be emotions. I that's think. true. That's true. But I think when I think of guilt, you think of, um, for me, at least I think of like really heavy, like, like. Like guilt. Like you just did something yeah, big. like you did something bad or like you know you did something to somebody and it just weighs real heavy and it's mm-hmm. not something that I guess I think about people carrying around every day per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's interesting.
1: Um, what is it what do you call it when you've talked about uh, oh triggers mm-hmm. so but when you think about when we've talked about being triggered and triggers, I think sometimes whatever is triggering an emotion, that can probably be guilt or there's guilt at the foundation of that. Absolutely. So that's kind of what it was like an, Oh, to me that made me think about this and want to like look into it a little bit more. Um, and so the way guilt shows up a lot of times is in these small microbursts. So it's mm. not necessarily that you're all the time like, Oh man, you know, f- literally feeling like you're guilty about a particular thing. Um, but a symptom of it can be if you're having a lot of microbursts um, and what guilt is doing is guilt is, always gonna continuously go off until you fix the problem and whether that's um you saying all day like this is something for me maybe is oh man i know i need to send an email like something like that even something like that that's you expressing guilt and your brain if you notice and you're like i'm gonna make this lunch first but it's like you're putting it off but you're gonna it keeps popping up right it keeps mm-hmm. coming like oh man i gotta send an email or oh my I god i gotta call my mom back oh, man, I got to call my mom back. Oh, man, I got to call my mom back. And it doesn't stop until you do the thing. Um, but that's an example of what could be more a signal of guilt more than, uh, what else would we have called that maybe?
0: Um I, I think like when I think of stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I'm procrastinating or I'm mm-hmm. avoiding something. But if it is a continuation where it's like, oh, man, I, I, know, I know I need to call that person back. or Oh, my God, this email. And it's just something so small. I think so often it gets pushed into like anxiety or maybe mm-hmm. procrastination that we don't stop to look at the root, which is what I really like about um, this topic and about thinking through how guilt manifests. And it looks like other things, but very much at the root. It's because you feel guilty about something. Mm-hmm. And these are the the fruits of that guilt.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. You said that much better than I was trying to put it together. (laughs) So um, the way that can look in patterns can be um, if you have like an irritable pattern, if you're moody, um, if you're a person who tends to be hard on yourself or hard on others. And what I found very interesting and what does make a lot of sense when you read about it is the type of people who tend to be guilty, um, which maybe before this conversation, you didn't think of yourself as such. I didn't think of myself as such. Um, and I don't know about you, but how, what type of people, um, tend to fall into this category?
0: Yeah. And I, I wouldn't either. Um, whenever, cause we talk about our episode topics before. And a lot of times we think about things that we're going through in our own life or about a podcast that we heard or something that we read and, you know, use that as inspiration and how it applies to ourselves. And so when you're talking about guilty, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't really carry around guilt like that. And then I started reading all of what this can look like and how guilt can manifest. And I was like, Oh damn, that kind of sounds like me, like almost Mm -hmm. textbook me. Um, so people who tend to feel guilty, they can appear to be more sympathetic and often put themselves in other people's shoes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And the people, people who are guilt prone and maybe I could say it that way Mm. because you might not be feeling guilty. Yeah. Um, Per se, but people who are guilt prone tend to be the people that that others think are good, good leaders and great leaders. And it's because of that. They're um, what you said. They're sympathetic. They think about the consequences of their actions before they act because they don't want to have to think about that over and over. And they know they are going to think about that thing and they're going to push punish themselves um, with that.
0: Mm -hmm. They um, also tend to treasure their morals and be very morally sound and guided like a lot of their decisions.
1: Mm -hmm less prone to lie cheat or behave immorally um and an example of that is if you're doing a deal you notice how a lot of times we'll talk about how oh man that business person or those rich people you know all they cared about was making the money they didn't care about you know misplacing people and things like that um that's more coming from a guilty person where if somebody is offering you like, oh, here's $1,000 for your services, and you usually would just charge 500 you might feel bad about that instead of just mm-hmm. taking the opportunity to actually make money. Um, so a lot of times it can be in that form, too, where you're kind of not letting yourself flourish a little bit, too.
0: I Yeah, I think these are great. And again, it's just a self check to see if you're more guilt prone and possibly how it could look in your life. Um, Also, people who are guilt prone are more likely to make better employees because people who think less about the future results of their actions are more likely to be late still or be rude to clients. So if you're I guess, I guess what this is trying to say is maybe when you're not thinking about how it might impact other people or how Mm -hmm. it impacts things in the future, like if you're very present focused. Is that what that if you're
1: a very present focused then what which one are you are you saying
0: um more guilt prone because you're not thinking or mm. um, but to mm. me this more sounds like a little bit selfish because if you're always mm. late if you're stealing or if you're rude to clients you're not thinking about how that impacts other people or the long-term um, effects of your because you don't care yeah because you don't or you care. don't
1: care as much and so mm. another good point to this because as you look at it it does I don't think it means that oh if you're a person who um, is a leader if you're a person who who like is moral or likes to be on time that I don't think that that means you are guilty. Let's not say that, but you're probably more guilt prone in that. If you look at your motivations for particular things in general, you're probably that person who doesn't want to upset people or uh, upset Mm -hmm. the status of things, et cetera, um, because of whatever in your past or life has kind of trained you to not want to feel that way. Um, And so, Thinking about that, it's like, dang, I feel like I can identify that. You say you feel like, oh, I can kind of identify with some of those um, characteristics of a person who may be guilt prone. But then it's like, all right, so what does that mean you're guilty about? Like, what is mm-hmm. there what is there to feel guilty about?
0: Um, I think and I was like doing some reading and also just thinking about my life and what there are. I think there's a lot of things that happen, like maybe when we're little, that kind of impact how we like childhood traumas, essentially how things can impact how we react in relationships and situations with teachers, with employers, with different things. Like when we're smaller, like one um, I was reading about is like maybe survivor's guilt. So mm-hmm. thinking about like if you had someone pass away and y'all were doing the same thing and maybe they didn't, they didn't make it, but you did, or they didn't make it out, but you did. And so now you might unknowingly or subconsciously be carrying around all this guilt and it could be mm-hmm. affecting all of your decisions and other relationships because you haven't dealt with that feeling.
1: Yeah. I think there is um, five or six Uh, categories of types of guilt and survivor's guilt is one of them. Um, And that is a reason to feel, well, not justifying it, but a reason to feel guilty is if, man, you're doing better than other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Another Other things that you can feel guilty about are things that you said you were going to do to yourself or to other people and you didn't do them. And that could be something as minor as you said you was going to get up earlier and you haven't. Mm -hmm. And think about how for weeks we'll talk about, oh, man, I'm still trying to do this. I'm still trying to be a better planner or this or that. And that's you running through feelings of guilt. So that may not seem as serious as something like that. Um, It may be coming from a huge trauma, like Mm -hmm. if a family member touched you inappropriately. And that's something you feel guilty about. Like there's shame around that. And you may be more prone to snap at people or there's something going on that you can't quite connect the dots and explain but it comes from a place of man you feel shame that why would that happen to me why did something um or or what is it about me you might be blaming yourself whatever and it may not even be like at the forefront of your mind but when you dig deep it may kind of go back to something like that so there are huge things and then there's small things like that time um they laughed at you because you misspelled a word at the spelling bee yeah so whatever it is you may just be like oh my parents was there and i just never want to embarrass them again um, again, these things I feel like they sound mad dramatic, but when you really peel back, like why do I feel bad about the things I feel bad about? Who is it or what external circumstance is it that you're trying to change or that you're trying to prove something to or whatever? Um, I feel like you can always kinda go back to something at some point.
0: Yeah. Um, my roommate and I were talking and um I don't even know because we weren't even talking about like this episode or anything, but we were talking about how When we were little, we both went to private schools when Mm. we were younger, and how they had mad bread, like they were rich. Everybody else who went there was rich, but you know we were on scholarships and all these things, and so there was a lot of shame in like our parents' cars when they picked Mm. us up because we would get teased, and we didn't even realize that that was a thing to be like shameful about until someone told us. Mm -hmm. And then you carry that around until you realize, like, wait, that shit doesn't matter, or until you process um,
1: it. What do you think is the relationship between guilt and shame? is that this is shame the
0: same? I don't I don't think. So I think that they're different, but I, I don't want to speak cuz I am not mm-hmm. quite sure what the difference is, but I think guilt can lead to shame.
1: Mhm. Because you feel guilty about guilty about not having certain things mm-hmm. or about being in this space, you're carrying around shame. Yeah. around a particular thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so
1: for you guys listening, think about um, what types of things might kind of snap you out of your mood or whatever. Um, And then here's some other ideas of things that could be going on that can let you know if you're suffering from guilt. One is frequently being in and out of a bad mood. Um, And I think it says in and out because, just like I said before, it's kind of in swings. Like you may be fine, but then there's you're constantly being triggered by things, whether it's yourself and your brain going off. Remember when I said, like, you're going to keep getting that reminder about a thing? Um, so it's your own self that might kind of bring that on or it could be external circumstances, too.
0: Mm-hmm. And when those triggers happen or those moments, like it distracts you so much that you kind of just tune out. Like If you've ever if you've ever been there but not been present, like you're completely on a different planet. Like that could also be a sign like if like with these triggers, like and maybe it's not guilt that's at the root of it. Maybe it's something else. But if there are, you know, continuous times where you just find yourself completely blacking out or going somewhere else, like maybe that's a sign.
1: Yeah, and then the next one um, is basically, like, being a hater. And I've I've experienced all these before, but I've, I've been like that, too, where, um, you know, that person in the group where everybody's kind of joking, but then they say something, but it's like, that's oh, not really a joke. Like, they really just wanted to say that shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like, they just wanted to say some smart shit, and it's just like, all right, bro, you could tell something's going on with them. Mm-hmm. I make fun of my brother all the time because um, – he, he for a while he didn't even notice it, but I was like, Yo, you always do this. But if I say, Like, um, so you try to make um spaghetti night, he'll be like, Oh, what kind of sauce you got? Um, and I'm making this whole thing up, but I might say, Oh, there's some ragu in there. I hate ragu, Da-da-da-da-da. like, he'll go off and like, Bro, do you realize every time if something like is never just uh, like you can't have a conversation, it's like all the way, like, I hate that thing, and he does it all the time. And so I always get on him, like, i like, like, you, I could tell when you're like in a mood, or I could tell when something else is going on externally. Because it's like you always kind of like just jump to that space where it's like real extreme mm-hmm. about a, a seemingly small thing. Um, which, sorry, I kind of went into the next yeah, thing no, about exploding in response. But that's to, to criticism. Um, but kind of being explosive in response to different things where it's like you feel like it's your job to like bring people down to size or bring you back down to reality or because you feel some kind of way about something. Um, and then since I kind of went to the next one, um, if people criticize you and you struggle to hear that or listen to that without kind of exploding to things like that
0: Mm -hmm. and another one is being paranoid that other people are out to like get you or out to get the best of you like if you're always questioning people's motives and intentions and it's really hard to let people in that could also be a sign
1: yeah and that's typically reflective Mm -hmm. of how you feel you would be doing to other Mm -hmm. people as well um so when you think about all of those things and why does that keep you from being successful? Like, why is that such an issue?
0: I think with anything that hasn't been dealt with or addressed, um, that are root issues of people. Cause we all have them. Like we've all had big trauma, little trauma, all these things that have happened whenever we're not actively addressing these things, like they can stop us from becoming the best version of ourselves and allowing us to be successful. You could be self-sabotaging yourself. So for example, um, Maybe you are carrying you're more guilt prone, or carrying around all these feelings of shame, and so you're never replying back to emails for people. You're just like, oh man, I always need to get back to them. Oh man, I always need to get back to them. Like it can become a habit, and that very much could impact all every area of your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Why is it such a perpetual thing, though? It sounds weird, but it makes sense. Or I feel like we can always see that in ourselves. Like when when you feel some kind of way, or like even um, with your email example. You keep telling yourself, like, oh, I need to do this thing. But then why don't you?
0: Man, if I had the answer to that. Why do you
1: want to keep feeling guilty?
0: Exactly. Maybe um, because subconsciously you believe, like, you're carrying around this guilt and you're punishing yourself. And so Mm -hmm. every time that you don't send that email, you know, like, that that little alarm is going to go off in your head and you get that whole, like, terrible feeling again. I was reading an article and it was saying that people who are guilt-prone – Actually, their brain sends out like electric shocks to themselves Mm -hmm. to make yourself feel bad because you don't believe you're supposed to be feeling good or that you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be successful.
1: And I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I was going to go into, that it's it's an addiction in your body because and then I kind of tested it um, because in a different sense, not with the guilt, but like with your body. Um, so I have an issue where like I just cannot sit still or I, I tend to not sit still and I have to really like try and I notice like when people are talking, when things are happening, like I'll just I'll have to do something. Right now my nose really is itching though, but like I have to do something, um, or like move or whatever, or like twitch a little bit just to like for some reason, right? And so even when I try to meditate or try to do something, I was reading or, or listening to something, I don't know anymore. Um kind of similar to this, but it's like your body's going to try, be like, yo, what are you doing seeping into this like chill state? Like, do something. And then I, I tried it and I tried to sit still and I noticed like, yo, all of a sudden everything, like, my big toe started like hurting <laughs> out of nowhere. Like shit started feeling weird behind my ear. And like, I was just, like, I want to scratch. I want to <laughs> do something. But I like tried to work through it and I still, at some point, it kept getting worse and worse. I was like, damn, like I had to do it. And I was like, they got me. But in the same way as Carly was saying with guilt, There literally is certain things that's like shooting off in your body. Our bodies are so crazily amazing. Mm -hmm. But like there's really something shooting off that says, yo, this is how you feel comfortable being. And so what are you doing coming out of that? Um, And so I think it's a challenge to recognize that and be aware of it. Um, But your body is kind of addicted to that feeling. So maybe self-sabotage is just us being too familiar with what we know and claiming that and, and feeling like we need to stay there. Um,
0: yeah and doing things to keep ourselves in this perpetual state of lowness and I think some of that can also manifest in maybe our perspectives like if you just got a really big new client and you're like yeah but you know you know, I, it was 5,000 under it's not mm-hmm. that great and you know if, if you always feel yourself kind of taking yourself down or stepping things back or trying to minimize what's going on in your life like maybe you're trying to keep yourself at this low level mm-hmm. but why?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but also they've research found that being critical of yourself doesn't actually increase accountability and it doesn't increase success. Um, and that forgiveness more so increases that. Um, so they said taking a self-compassionate point of view um, on something that you messed up on is actually more likely to help you in the future. And I know we talked about in, the, in a past episode, cause I, I talked about my friend who um, things lined up very well and they were like, Oh snap. Like I don't even really want to go do certain things anymore because I see how, when I was prepared You know, things were great. And so just to see that, uh, you may be more likely to move through and be more productive and more successful. So now that we kind of have an idea of how it might feel and why it might be there, what are some things that we can do to now, A, like be self-aware of this and then work through it?
0: Mm. That's a good question. Or even
1: like I could specifically talk to you and, and we can walk through it if um, it's too up in the air right now. But yeah, what going back to something I feel like that you always talk about um, is um, what's the word um, following up
0: mm-hmm. following through. Yep. So
1: so if we use that as an example with following up, would you feel like that's something that falls in the pot of something you feel guilty about?
0: I think it can. Um, I think <laughs> I'm actually on the couch today, y'all. Uh, so for me, following through, I think there's a lot of reasons. And I've like examined why I struggle with following through with things, whatever it is, but especially with business opportunities. And at the root of it, um, I think there's part of me that wonders if I can do all of these things. Um, so I mm-hmm. think that's some imposter syndrome. I think part of it is guilt. Like, who am I to have all these amazing opportunities and be so great? Um, all the time especially like you know when I do have people that I grew up with and we all made the same decisions and stuff I just might not be working out for them I think that guilt plays a little part in it but I think there's so many other roots of that Um, and this whole journey to you know self-love and self-actualization is really just taking time to dig all those things up but I think guilt definitely plays a part of it so part of it like being survivors like actually you know making it out and becoming successful Um, and I'm still kind of researching now other ways it could be there
1: Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're successful i do and you feel like you might be feeling guilty about your opportunities that you have
0: um some of them yeah like i yeah some of them for sure
1: Hmm. i feel like i can identify on hmm. but it's not like the survivor's guilt though if if that's kind of more so where you're leaning with yours, but with a following up, there is something too thinking, like, man, I don't know, can I really do all this? Or feeling guilty that hmm. I don't know. I don't I'm not sure if it's always if it's always gonna be guilt that's at the yeah. bottom of that.
0: I don't think it is. And that's why I said I think it's part of it, but I don't think it's the main source. I think, you know, my my root is more so like like I said, imposter syndrome and, you know, thinking that I am enough to do all of these things Mm -hmm. and that I have enough skills and, you know, just bringing that confidence into those spaces, but figuring out why there are some spaces where I'm not as confident, where some where people can't tell me anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's any space for guilt in like your relationships or building of relationships?
0: Um, mm, that's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. Um, I think
1: about self-sabotaging, like, dating or relationships.
0: Yeah, because um, I think more so shame. I don't think mine is guilt. And if it is guilt, I haven't explored why. But I would probably say shame because I haven't really ever been around any, like, a lot of successful relationships. Like, I think there was one in my whole life that was successful. And so I just feel like... With how I grew up and, like, my mom's relationship with my stepfather and all of the other relationships I've seen, there's just a lot of shame in not having an understanding of what healthy relationships can look like Mm -hmm. and being worried that I'm going to do that to other people but also having shame around, like, not having a great family structure.
1: So feeling guilty for things that haven't happened yet.
0: Yeah, or things that have nothing to do with me. Like, my mom's decisions aren't mine, but I do carry Mm -hmm. guilt and shame around that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Feeling guilty... Because you feel like I can't be a particular type of person or I can't give a certain thing, mhm, but I think because of that, we end up low balling like who you're talking to or how that manifests as well mm-hmm. so um, anytime you're coming from that space, like it's it always just keeps you in that same space, essentially, which is why um, it's important to talk about these things yeah so so going back to then how you can catch that and be more aware. Um, I notice like if I'm in a bad mood or I get kind of irritable or whatever, I'm always trying to study myself and think about like, all right, why do I feel some kind of way right it's now? <laughs> she is bright as hell. <laughs> um, when I'm feeling like irritable or in a bad mood, I tend to ask myself like, why do I feel this way? Um, and I may not have all the answers, but I can kind of tell like what stuff it's around and then it's just keeping my eyes open to like what's going on with it. Um, But one thing is, you know, once you're aware of it, you'll start to catch it more. You can explore that and see if you can pin it down to something. Um, And once you do, it's just recognizing and staying in the present with your day to day that when something bad happens, like don't magnify it. I think a lot of times we'll take something um, like if I was supposed to be waking up at five o'clock every day and then, you know, I woke up at 9 a.m. instead one day and using that to keep breaking yourself down like over and over and over for like the next few weeks and it's like it wasn't that serious it was one day Mm. um so making sure that you are not magnifying things that when you do have a moment of this or or when things come up you know ask yourself like how big is that really and a lot of times it probably isn't
0: yeah and what you said is you know, it's this process of continually breaking yourself down for a moment in time, Mm -hmm. not a habit, not a thing. You made a mistake, you did whatever. Um, And it's like being perpetual, like thinking that because you did this thing that you are a bad person and that, Oh man, I'm just horrible person. Mm -hmm. And so it's being able to, which is kind of the next one, disassociate yourself from your actions. Like you aren't that one action. Like Mm -hmm. you made a bad decision. You are not a horrible person. You're a person who made a bad decision. And I think that, the real differentiator here is like if you continue – like yeah, you can feel bad about things, but it's like your actions after that mistake. Like how did you go fo- – move forward to try to do better or be better and to like forgive yourself mm-hmm. and release that?
1: And actually like thinking you're a bad person like kind of does make you a bad person. And going back to the relationship thing, if I'm guilty like, oh, man, like I know I'm not ready for a relationship or I know I'm not this person – um, if those feelings make me treat you bad now um, or I disappear because I'm like, I, I just whatever, like even if I act like I'm doing it for you, like you're just not being a, a good person. <laughs> like it, it always goes like that. So you feeling some kind of way tends to lead to you like keep making more of that because with you saying with you carrying around this guilt or shame, you want to keep bringing that around. So like it really does perpetuate that way. Um, And then the goal, too, to stop feeling guilty, the goal is to be more compassionate to yourself. So when you do have any feeling about, oh, man, I should have this or whoops, I didn't do that Mm -hmm. or uh, whatever feelings are coming up to just literally be like, oh, that's and that's okay Like, let that go Um, or try to move through that, like recognize it and literally tell yourself like it's okay or do whatever you need to kind of do. Um, as if it was somebody else when everybody else does things around you and you're very quick to be like, Oh, that's okay. Or that's good. Yeah. Um, which I actually don't like saying cause I don't be feeling like it's okay when people do certain things, but, um, for you, be as kind to yourself as you would be to other people.
0: I think that's a great self check. Um, and to also apologize. Like if you, if it is something you can think of where you did make the mistake, apologize. And I don't think that you should forget to apologize to yourself too. Like in, in these situations, mm-hmm. like, apologize make amends like make better decisions and it's a new day yeah move through it
1: yeah that is true even with like client stuff if it's like you ain't get something done is and you be feeling so bad and you could just really just be like you know i'm sorry like i didn't get that done but i'll i'll be on top of it or on the other side of that um with the people who work with me um you know, and, and now being on the other side, I can always tell when, like, people are trying to, like, talk extra to, like, get around something or whatever. And it's like, you could just you could just say, like, you know, it's not done and we can stop this meeting right now stop wasting time. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, let's just be for real. But um, mm-hmm. but then I notice how I feel when, when somebody does just be like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't really get to that, but um, X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, like, I don't actually, like, care that much. So it, it's easier, I think, for everybody when you just – put things out there and can just be straightforward about it.
0: Just bite the bullet on that one. Yeah. Just bite the bullet. Um, My mentor you know helped me learn that, like, because I would be avoiding emailing her back about something, and then she would have to call me, which would make it worse. And I would mm-hmm. kind of talk around and dance around it. She's like, Carly, just tell me, like, hey, I yeah. miss this deadline. I'm going to send it to you on Friday.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once somebody calls you out a couple times, it's like, Ooh. you might as well just do it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so... I thought that hearing about that was interesting for me because, you know, like I said, I just never thought about guilt as an emotion or as something that had that much place, um, you know, in my day to day. Mm -hmm. And so that made me just think about exploring it more and understanding that and the part that it plays um, in things being so ongoing and just not letting things go. Like, what things are you really carrying on to um, that you need to let go?
0: Mm. And for me, it's just a continual growth thing. Um, I'm always, you know, working on myself and thinking of ways to get better. And like I said, this just gives me more tools, I guess, to explore the things that I find Mm -hmm. and to continue to, you know, be kinder to myself and forgive myself, especially with all this other nonsense going on. I think it's really important to take these moments of pause and just think through them. Mm -hmm.
1: So this week, think about um, yourself when you find yourself dozing off or, Um, What do you call it? Daydreaming is a better way to say that. Daydreaming or if you get irritable with somebody, um, if you're generally just not feeling in a good mood, like kind of take a moment to meditate, think about why, clear your headspace and um, maybe do some research and look into guilt and how it shows itself and and see if that's something that may be um, a door for you to explore.
0: Yeah. And realizing that it's okay, You don't have to let all of those emotions overtake Mm -hmm. you. And just give yourself time to process.
1: And this week, our question is: What can you do today that you were not capable of doing a year ago?
0: Ooh, um, let's see. What I would like to say is a handstand, but I'm still struggling mm-hmm. with that. So,
1: a um, handstand, a regular
0: handstand. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. to hold it, like <laughs> to hold. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's a goal of mine. So hopefully, you know, well not hopefully this time next year. I got y'all. Um, but that's Ooh. one that I'm working on for something um man there's a lot of growth here I'm trying to narrow down which one do you have one that's top of mind what about
1: um yeah so something I can do today that I couldn't do a year ago I don't know if it's couldn't or just didn't know mm-hmm. um but couldn't do a year ago I would say um is hiring people or like structure with work stuff um What can I do today that was not capable of a year ago? Um, What was that last year in 2019? I know I was pretty open then. Mm, I can't think of too many uh, things. Trying to think of like some hard skills, but um, not too much. Probably just being able to spend more. Yeah. Spend more, do a little bit more.
0: Yes, I was about to say that. Um, I think there are some areas like in in my business, like um, I've if I've created enough systems and things where I'm able to actually expand and reach out to different clients that I probably wasn't ready for at this time last year, um, just in, in having my own systems together and having the curriculum written down and everything in a way where I can actually send it out. So I've been doing a lot of work that way. Self-wise, like internal wise, I think there's a lot of self-work I can do that I wasn't capable of last year just because I've been so consistent in my self work. Um, so I'm in better shape, like physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things.
1: Do you feel like you keep getting in better shape? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When is it over though?
0: I don't know if it ever is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lifelong journey. That's real. Mm-hmm
1: um thank you for joining us guys hit us up on at carly's couch at carly carpio or cc fierce at lextopia um let us know how you feel about the episode let us know what you can do today that you weren't capable of doing a year ago and also hit us up leave us five stars a review um, and let us know what types of things you may want to hear
0: us talk about as well